Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, May 11th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, joined by my co-host on Monday and Tuesdays, Mr. Big Marcel. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? Good to be uh, breaking down some fights with you again today, man. Always uh, looking forward to the Tuesday. You know? Me too, man. I always look forward to Tuesday as well. Um, yeah, we have 12 fights right now. Um, one fight fell off yesterday, Shabazi and, and Hermanson, unfortunately. And then one like late uh, switch, I guess. Diego's is fighting Soriano now and not um, – who is it? Uh, Joel Alvarez. Alvarez. So, yeah, that's the one change. Also, I should note that this fight between um, – I didn't realize this till today. Uh, Matt Schnell and Rogerio Batorin is actually at 135. So that's yeah. another thing to, to keep in mind. Anyways, yeah, we got a good card to talk about today. Uh, you know, Cole hopefully will join us at some point. Um, that'd be that'd be cool. But if if not, it's, it's all good. He's doing an interview right now with Marcy Tabura, but he said he might jump on once he's done. So we'll see if they, he comes on. But we have the fights to break down, Marcel. Let's just get right into them, okay? Yeah, We're going to start sure. with uh, – what are we going to use? UFC Stats? Is that the right website? That's the right one? Uh, uh, let me check if that's if that's. It looks uh, like it's right to me. I think it's okay. Why, why does it have Bontorin against now? Yeah, it's third. So, so yeah, um, so that's okay. That's fine. okay. So we're gonna use the UFC stats uh, website, guys, for the bout order. We'll start with the first fight: Christos Giagos taking on Sean Soriano, who's taking the fight on really short notice here, filling in for Joel Alvarez, who had visa issues. And right now, Giagos is a pretty big favorite, Marcel minus two forty, Sean Soriano plus two hundred. What do you think for this one? Yeah, man, it's. Uh, I'm glad for Sean Soriano who gets a second chance in the UFC, right? Uh, he was still very young when he got the first chance and he lost three in a row. Um, has done good at the regional scene recently. You know, he got uh, he did very well in CFFC, he did well in CES. I know he, he fought for the title and lost against Boyington. But um, overall, he did very well. No Lahat knockout, right, in his last, uh, in his last fight uh, in Abu Dhabi. So... Um, yeah, Giagos. Giagos is actually a pretty, pretty solid fighter in my opinion. You know, but um, if he really gets a step up in competition, he, he he doesn't really do well. But overall, he he is like probably not top fifteen, but he's uh, under top fifteen. But he's a pretty decent fighter in my opinion. Uh, easily got past Carlton Minus last time out, mm-hmm. and it was a short notice fight for him. Uh, lost to Drakkar Close before that, winning against Hatsovic and Hirota. I mean. I really like Yagos in this fight, man. I think Soriano is short notice as well. I think uh, with a full training camp, maybe Soriano uh, would give him. I would give him a better chance, but uh, my pick would be Christos Yagos for a unanimous decision in this fight. I, I pretty much agree with what everything you just said. Actually, um, I think if he had a full camp, this would be a harder fight to pick. I still don't think it's like an easy, necessary fight for. Giagos, because Sean Soriano has looked better lately. I'll give him that. He's looked much better. I watched his other fights today since leaving the UFC. Uh, it's obviously, he's always had the boxing, the knockout power. He's shown that lately. But his wrestling looks like it's improved a little bit too, which which is good. Because the first time he was in the UFC, man, his wrestling was just not, not good enough. And that's pretty much why he lost all his fights. He got taken down and he got submitted a couple times. The truth is, Marcel... I still don't know if it's good enough to compete with Giagos. You know, I don't know if it's improved enough where he can stop the takedowns consistently and keep Christos off him. Christos has been fighting really well lately, won three of his last four fights. And again, dominant with the wrestling, five takedowns his last fight, uh, two before that, six before that, five before that. So, I mean, he's good at getting takedowns. He knows what to do. Um, I think he just wins a uh, wrestling-based decision in this one. Maybe he gets a submission, though. I think it's a possibility as well. With Soriano taking a short notice, maybe his gas tank will be there and, and Giagos can submit him. But uh, yeah, that's where I'm leaning. I just, I don't know. I mean, minus 240 for Christos Giagos. It's not really 
like a bet that I love by any means, just because I don't think he's a great fighter, Marcel. I, I don't think he's top 15 like you were suggesting. I would say he's like maybe, you know, top 50. <laughs> I wouldn't even say – I wouldn't, yeah, to me he's like – He's a guy that's at the bottom of the UFC lightweight roster, but he's good enough to stay there. And Soriano, I'm not sure. I really don't know. He's got the power, but does he have the wrestling? I don't I don't think so. But we'll see in this fight how he uh, reacts to it. Okay, so let's go to the next fight here. Featherweight bout, Tucker Lutz against Kevin Aguilar. This one has close odds. I should mention a lot of these fights, really, really close odds. It's going to be a tough card to pick, no doubt about it, but very interesting fights. Tucker Lutz, minus 120. Kevin Aguilar, the angel of death, plus 100. What do you think here, um, Marcel, in this fight? I had Bellator when they see those odds. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Tucker Lutz, he got those two contender series wins, right? And um, in the first one, he was a big favorite against Chase Gibson. He won that fight, unanimous decision. Uh, promise a finish in a second fight. Uh, didn't finish her up Blackledge, but still good enough to get a win there. And he got signed. Um, I mean, I think he's a good fighter, but... Um, I still have to see him fight against better competition, you know, and then get Kevin Aguilar. Listen, man, I really like Kevin Aguilar, you know what I mean? But, man, three losses in a row. But, I mean, the Dan Ige, Subara Tuhukov, uh, I mean, you can lose to those, those guys. But Charles Rosa, I think if you have to do well in the division, you should win against Charles Rosa. It was a split decision. Um, man, for me, this is actually a tough fight to pick, man, because I think uh, Kevin Aguilar has a lot of potential, actually. And uh, he just ha hasn't showed it as of lately. Uh, Tucker Lutz is a very good fighter as well. This is actually a, a very 50-50 fight for me here. Um, like you said before the podcast, uh, uh, right at the beginning of the podcast, there are a lot of close fights. And this is one I'm really, uh, really uh, um, doubling myself in this one. Uh, gut feeling, Aguilar, close decision. But don't be shocked if Lutz takes it. Yeah, this one's close for sure. This is definitely, I think the line's pretty accurate, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tough fight to pick. Um, Lutz, he looked pretty good in those fights. He's a rest, He's like a grappling-based fighter. He likes to get his uh, opponents to the ground, beat them up there. And he's pretty good at doing it. Here's the thing, though. Aguilar has really good takedown defense, 87%. And watching his fights back, he's not easy to get down. That's the biggest problem with for Lutz in this fight. Can he get the takedowns? Because if he doesn't, and it takes place on the feet, I would probably give Aguilar the edge of the striking. But honestly... You know, Aguilar just to me has not looked very good in the UFC, Marcel, and I just can't pick him in this fight just because he hasn't looked that good. So I got to go with Lutz here, guys. But again, it's, you know, not an easy fight and he's going to have to get those takedowns. We'll see if he can get them. I think he could probably get a couple. The only need to really one around and just to get on top of him and then he can just grind it out. He's very top heavy when he is on top. So yeah, I would go with Top Gun here, Marcel. But again, you know, Aguilar has a path to victory. If he keeps it standing, he probably is the better striker and can win that way. So it's an interesting fight. All right, let's go to the next one here, Marcel. Uh, we got Gina Mazzini against Priscilla Cachoeira. And Mazzini right now, I think, is the biggest favorite in the card, besides Giagos. Yeah, she's minus 210. Cachoeira plus 175. What do you think in this one? Yeah, she's she's the biggest favorite based on what? I mean, <laughs> let's be really honest. She beat Rich Rachel Ostovich in her last fight. Mm -hmm. Listen, man, everybody with, with, an, with a normal game beats Rachel Ostovich. I think her only win in the UFC was against Karim Gavorgian, and she couldn't defend the takedown. So, um, yeah, this is a fight, loser leaves town fight, probably. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I'm not high on both girls, to be really honest, man. Gina Mazzani, um, I, I remember her from The Ultimate Fighter, where she lost to Pena, who later won The Ultimate Fighter, obviously. 
She got she got two wins in the UFC against Wu Yanan and against Rachel Ostevich. Uh, all the other fights she lost, and she decisively lost in those fights, man. Um, Priscilla Cachoeira, uh, we all know her debut. We should never talk about that one again. That was like probably the most gross UFC matchup they ever could make at that moment. Uh, she came back against Molly McCann, Luana Carolina. I don't think those were bad fights at all for her for her uh, for her side. Um, I think the Molly McCann fight was okay. The Luana Carolina Carolina did well in that fight. Cachoeira um, not that, that great. And man, the Shayna Dobson. Yeah, I mean Shayna Dobson. I really like her, but I don't think she is really great. You know, she has that she had that upset win against uh, Agapova. Remember, but uh, besides that, I don't know. I'm going. I'm going to gamble here. I'm taking Casuera a knockout in the first round. I think she can put her away. I think she can too. To be honest with you, I do think she can knock her out. I think Gina Mazzani should not be a huge favorite against anyone. Um, huh. Yeah, this is, I'm with you. The line is it's weird. Um, she's not really someone I'd be like looking to play here at this price. It's it's too high. If it was a pick and price, that's a different story. But you have to lay two to one on Gina Mazzani. No way. Can't do it. At the same time, though, Cachoeira is not good either, man. And the thing with Cachoeira, you know, her striking defense is, is terrible. It's atrocious. She gets hit with everything. And she's got bad cardio, too. And her takedown defense isn't good. So, like, what does she have outside that first-round knockout power? There's not much to like about her. With Mazzini, you know, she's got the grappling. She at least has the cardio. She's at least training with a great camp with James Krause and those guys. He, she's in good shape for this fight. So that's kind of what I'm basing this on. I just think she's got the better cardio in the wrestling. It should be enough. But if she gets knocked out in the first round, wouldn't surprise me, man, honestly. Um, you know, uh, what's her name? Julia Villa finished her really, really quick. I watched that fight again today, like really quick. She got really? punched and, and just hurtled up basically. So I could easily see that happening because Catchaware does have power and she has knocked out quite a few girls. I just think that they're both like probably the worst fighters in this division and you got to pick someone here. I, I would slightly lean towards Mazzini because of the grappling, but man, it's... Yeah, this fight. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, I, I don't understand this as well. This is for a crowd, man. I mean, why are these girls put on on, on a pay per view card? Terrible. With crowd? You know, they have guys like what, what? Yeah, what's his name? Um, Adrian Mendez was crying to get yeah, a fight on this. Card. Exactly, against Randy Costa. Why? Yeah. Why don't you book? They both wanted to be on this card. Why don't you book that fight for this card, man? I mean, no disrespect to the girls, but they haven't done really well in the UFC. Why should they be on a pay-per-view card? Yeah. You know what I mean? I it's feel like this fight's out of place. Of yeah, I think this fight's out of yeah. place, too. I mean, Mazzini, they are coming off knockout wins in their last fights, but, I mean, they weren't, yeah. it wasn't, like, the most impressive opposition. So, no. yeah, like I said, I, I'd favor Mazzini a little bit more so, but I cannot blame you for taking Cachoeira because I think she could knock her out, too. Let me get some comments here. Daniel, oddsmakers are realizing Mazzini's strength advantage of 125. Yeah, I agree with that. She is strong, but... You know, again, it's it's people that are betting on her, not really the odds makers. Good tip on the under. Yeah, possibly. You could I could see a knockout in this fight. Aguilar has looked so impressive for so long. He likes lots. Yeah. Justin Will is still part of PFL. I think he pulled out, right, Marcel? Yeah, he did. Uh, uh Muhammad Darice uh, uh Yeah, him. yeah, and he lost too. So yeah, he's out of the tournament. Um okay, let's go to the next fight here. Another women's fight. Andrea Lee against Antonina Shevchenko, Marcel one twenty five. And uh, the odds are really close to this fight. One minus one twenty-five for Antonina and plus one hundred five for Andrea Lee. What do you think of this one, man? Yeah, uh, the question: Can Andrea Lee get the takedown here yep. and get? Yep. Can she get top control? Um, stand up, Antonina will probably win the fight if the fight keeps standing because she's way more technical, I think, than Andrea Lee. But. Um, I expect Andrea Lee to get her down to the ground, you know, and uh, I've been worse, man, with Antonina Shevchenko fight picking. I've been <laughs> worse, too. man. I mean, 
I, I picked her to win against Aria uh, against uh, against Caitlin Shukagian. She lost. Yep. I picked her to lose against Ariana Lipsky. She won. Uh, I picked her to win against Roxanne Modafferi. She lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I've been horrible with picking her. So please, guys, don't put value on my pick for this one. <laughs> um, I'm picking Andrea Lee via decision. I think she can take her to the ground, and I, I don't think Antonina can stop the takedown. So that's what I uh, expect the game plan to be. Yeah, the, the, here's the weird thing about this fight. So if you look at DraftKings, right, Antonina is one of the biggest favorites at DraftKings. Andrew Lee is a massive underdog. To me, that's weird because this is like a pick em fight. I don't get that at all. I, you know what? This is a tough fight to call, man. It really is. And I, I said that a few times about these fights, but this one especially. I feel like the matchmaking is quite good in this card, and this fight is very difficult to, to predict just because they both have clear path to victories, I think. You know, Andrea, if she gets takedowns, Marcel, I think she'll win the fight. But you yeah. know what, man? She doesn't have good fight IQ, and a lot of her fights, she's the one who ends up at her back. I could see Antonina taking her down. Um, Antonina has taken down some of her, like her last fight with Zalitsky. She said she's getting better in the grappling. I did see it in the last fight. She looked much improved. Um, I, w- I thought it was a very good performance by her. This is tough, man. This is a, this is a really tricky fight, guys, because I, I think Lee is a live dog, but I still think I got a favor Shevchenko because, number one, if the fight takes place on the feet, I would say she is the better striker. Um, and number two, if it goes to the ground, you know, if Andrew's on top, she can win, but if she's on bottom, Antonina can win. So, yeah, it's a tricky fight, but I, I – I have seen some improvements with Antonina lately, so I'm gonna go with her. But man, it's it's not confident at all, and I could see Lee winning this fight. And like for DraftKings, you know, when you consider the price difference, like there's value on her Lee as the underdog. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a tough fight to call, man. Honestly, like like I said, the the matchmaking this card is quite good. There's nothing that like there's none of these fights where like someone has a huge reach advantage and youth advantage or something like that. This these fights are like a lot of the fighters both have advantages. In this fight, you have Lee who. If she grapples, she'll win. If she stands in trade, she'll lose. I don't think she has great fight IQ. And honestly, she's pretty disappointing to me, guys. Like, she loses a lot of fights she should win. She's lost her last three fights in a row. That's not good. Um, I know she's training in Denver now, so that helps. She's training with Tisha Torres. Um, I just looked at her Instagram today. I don't, like, go on fighters' Instagrams except for fight week when I'm just researching and seeing what kind of shape and where they're training. I didn't know she was dating Tony Kelly, the UFC featherweight. So that's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. Um... They're both trained together, too. That's kind of cool. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, she could win the fight, Marcel. I'm just saying, like, man, there's just I, – I see a lot of holes in Andrew Lee's game. I see it in Shachenko, too. Don't get me wrong. But Andrew Lee, to me, I don't know. She just can't put it all together for some reason. Like, she should be a much better fighter than what she is. But, yeah, I don't think I could pick her. But uh, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if she won at the same time. All right, let's go to the next one, Marcel. Yeah. Jordan Wright and Jamie Pickett. Uh, this fight's really close, too, guys. I mean, the odds are literally a pick of minus 110 each. Who are you picking in this one, man? What are you thinking is going to happen here? Yeah, man. I mean, Jamie Pickett, um, he, he's been in the contender series a few times, right? Uh, three times, actually. He lost his first two times, came back after an original scene wins. Uh, won against Jonathan Patty last time, and uh, then he lost it to Fallon Chokri in his uh, UFC debut. Um, Jordan Wright, uh, also contender series guy, got overturned in a no contest after he lost for a KO against Anthony Hernandez. I always will remember him for, for saying, like, you you can stop searching Dana White, here's your new world champion or something, whatever he said that uh, in, in the promo. Um, he got a very uh, a very good win against Gabriel Checo, man, in LFA after that. And uh, he got side on short notice. 
uh, stop Ike Villanueva with those crazy jumping knees he did to him and uh, and those crazy spinning shit. Um, lost to Joaquin Buckley. I don't think he looked bad in the first round, but he got stopped in the second very quickly. Um, man, I, I favor Jordan Wright, to be honest, man. I think he knocks him out in the first or second round. Yeah, this fight, it's another tricky one, guys. I mean, they're both minus 110 each, but I actually agree with Marcel. I'm going to lean towards Wright a little bit. I just think he's the better overall fighter, to be honest with you. Like, I didn't realize he actually has pretty good submissions, too, until I watched his tape again. He's got pretty good submissions. I mean, obviously, the knockout loss concerned me, and does the one to, to Hernandez. I wouldn't be shocked if Pickett did finish him. It's possible. But Jamie Pickett, to me, like you said, Marcel, he had those chances on on, on uh, contender series. Didn't look great. The last fight with Petit, it was an explosive finish. But honestly, watching that fight back again, that dude wasn't even knocked out. It was kind of a bad stoppage, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know, know what would have happened after that. I mean, he didn't look great against Nichukwi, which doesn't even look that good now that Nichukwi just lost to uh, 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 Park. So... That loss doesn't look that great. I don't know, man. I mean, this guy, every time I see him fight, he loses. <laughs> he lost to Charles Burr, got submitted by him, lost to Punaheli. I mean, I'm not saying that Punaheli is an easy fight. It's not, but like Charles Bird getting submitted by him, that's bad, you know? Can't pick the dude. And, you know, he's been fighting a long time too, like, which is a good thing because experience is always good. But it'd be, I feel like he's the guy that's probably taking quite a bit of damage. Jordan Wright, a younger fighter. Um, yeah, I'd lean towards Wright, but again, you know, I think someone does get finished though, Marcel. So it wouldn't shock me if Wright got knocked out. Uh, I do favor him a little bit though. So it's a pick and fight, but we both favor uh, Jordan Wright. Let me get some comments here. Pick and fight, Lever Santina, sure is. Pick and should be favored. Mm, I don't know. I mean, we both like Wright, but it's a close fight. Pick it went to the decision with Puna. That's true. That's true. Ferguson, underdog to pick. We'll talk about that fight in a little bit, man. Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, bro. All right, we'll go to the next one here. Uh, Landon Venata against Mike Grundy. All right, this is another, literally another coin flip fight, Marcel. Basically a pick in this fight, too. What are you thinking here? Yeah, Lando Venata going back to featherweight, right, to uh, to fight Grundy here. Um, the thing is, it's always hit or miss with uh, with Lando Venata, you know? Uh, you can never... You can never really count on him, man. If you if you are heavily favored, uh, favoring favoring him, sorry guys, um, he, he's fading for some reason, and then then he's looking good again. Uh, I was really I really had high expectations, man. After uh, the Tony Ferguson and John McDessey uh, first two fights for him in the UFC, yep. but man, it went it went bad after that. After that, and only got two wins. Uh, Jens Medeiros is a good win, but Marcos Mariano wasn't UFC caliber. He was just there because he was Anderson Silva's guy. Um, yeah. Mike Grundy. I really like Mike Grundy, man. I think he's a good fighter. Uh, he's also an, uh, was it? He's a, he's a wrestling, uh, really a wrestling guy. You know, uh, he's, he, I think he's really good. He had Mosa Evloev in, in trouble in the first round, but after that, Evloev took over. Um, yeah. I mean, if I have to, if I have to pick this one, I'm pretty sure that Mike Grundy is going to win this one, man. I think Mike Grundy takes probably Fanada down, and uh, he probably he can finish it, but I would go unanimous decision for uh, Mike Grundy in this one, man. Yeah, I, I agree with you on this one, too, actually. I'm, I would lean towards Grundy, because I think he, he does have the wrestling, like you said, and does have the grappling where he can give Vanada problems. You know, watching Vanada's fight back with Bobby Green, Bobby Green took him down a couple times. Um, that worries me, especially against a guy like Grundy, who, again, is a good wrestler. Mark DiChiesi took him down a bunch of times, too. Worries me, man. I mean, if he keeps the fight standing, he could probably piece apart Grundy because Grundy doesn't have much striking. The last fight with Evlov, he did nothing on the feet. That worries me because he landed six takedowns in that fight, but because he did nothing on the feet, he lost 30-27. So 
even if he gets takedowns, he's got to hold down Venata. I think he can do it, but if he can't, it's going to stay, take place in the feet. I would be a little bit worried if uh, you know I had Grundy here. But if it goes to the ground, I would favor him quite a bit. So, yeah, I'm with you, Marcel. i got to go with Grundy, too. I think uh, you know it's a pick and fight, but that would be my lean in this one. Look at these comments. Bird would have submitted right back in the day, maybe. But I always thought Charles Bird wasn't very good, honestly. Landing, cutting, weight, and fighting elite wrestler. Grundy for the win. I do like Grundy a little bit. Trust Grundy to get hit to the floor. Get done inside the distance, possibly. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Land is pretty tough, man. I mean, he's has he been finished with the UFC? He's been finished once by by Ferguson um, in his debut in a fight there. He looked really good in. They got finished late. Yeah. It's possible. Uh, I would say it's possible just because I, I do think Grundy's got good submissions. You know, watching his fights back, I mean, he, do, he does have good submissions. So it's possible, but... If it went the distance, it wouldn't surprise me either. It's it should be a high paced fight. It should be an interesting fight. Um, I'll say that. All right. Last prelim here, Marcel Jacare Souza against Andre Muniz. It's an interesting fight here. And once again, Marcel, really, really close odds. Uh, right now, guys, we have literally minus one ten each. Another pick fight. Every fight's a pick on this card. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, many people will think Shakare will easily win this fight, man, if they see it, because they don't know about Muniz. You know what I mean? But uh, Muniz is a good fighter, man. I really like him. Um, he uh, he did well in the contender series uh, where we uh, won against Taylor Johnson, where I think um, he was in that fight. He was he was kind of an underdog, you know, because Taylor Johnson was uh, was a really big prospect at that time, was undefeated, if I can remember correctly. Please, uh, please. Uh, uh, if I'm not correct, you can say, man. But I think he was a big under. He was an underdog in that. Which um, fight? I guess Taylor Johnson. Taylor Johnson. Double check right now. He was yeah. a big underdog. Yep, and he was an underdog yeah. against Bartosz Fabinski as well, too. So, yeah, I, I didn't really get that why he was an underdog in that fight, to be honest. Um, but yeah, he's he's looking good, man. The only thing is that his specialty was his uh, submissions. Is also the specialty of his opponent, and uh, this uh, Jacare Souza, you know. Um, Jacare has lost his last three fights. His last win was against Chris Weidman, which has been a Brazilian time ago, I think. Uh, and he lost the first two rounds, I remember, and he was losing. And uh, he knocked out Chris Weidman in the last round, in the third round, and then yep. he won. Yep. So, I mean, I can't trust Jacare at this moment, man, to be really honest. He went to a split decision with Jan Blachowicz and arguably one of the worst fights of 2019. Uh, I remember that because it was six in the morning over here. Um, yeah, man, I'm taking Andre Muniz, man. I don't think he will finish Jacare. Maybe if he finishes him, it will be a TKO or KO, not a submission, but a unanimous decision for uh, Sergey Pano for me. Yeah. yeah, no, it's an interesting fight. No doubt about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a tough one. It, it really is. I mean, the odds, I think, are pretty reflective of this fight because here's the thing. I, I like Muniz, too. I do like him. I'm going to pick Muniz right now. So I'm with you on that because, you know, he's the younger guy. He's 10 years younger. He also has a big reach advantage. I think it's six inches as well, which is nice to see. Here's the thing, though. Like, he's a grappler, right? And now he's fighting a grappler in Jock where he's one of the best in the world. So I don't know. I mean, I don't even know how this fight's going to play out because if it takes place in the feet, we'll get to see Muniz is striking. But is it as good as Jock I don't know. Is Jock chin good anymore? I don't know. There's a lot of question marks about this fight. I think his chin's probably gone at this point. That's I kind of fade Jock I hate doing it, but I have to go against him here. He just hasn't looked like the same to me. Um, but here's the thing, though. Like, you know, that fight with, with Lahovitz was super close. You know what I mean? Like, that fight could have went either way. Marcel. A lot of people thought he won that fight. So, you know, he's he's still competitive with, like, that wasn't that long ago. With one of the best fighters in the world, 2 of 5. This is, if you look at who's fought, this is a step down for Jacare. But mm -hmm. I do think Muniz is a legitimate fighter, man. And I feel like the sport's changing. 
the sport's changing, guys. You know, it's it's uh, these guys every week. Marcel, Donald Taroni. Now we have Jacques Ray. We have to bet against them. We have to do it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Go I got to say something. I mean, I always uh, with uh, with some guys who friends who watch the sport for a long time, and they're like. I picked this guy because uh, he's been so long in the sport. And I was like, "Listen, guys, um, it's it's been for so long. You can't be on the top of this of this sport. You know, this sport is br brutal. I'm mean, amazed, brutal, man. Yeah. And uh, you you can't be uh, on top of this game on your 40. Yeah, maybe if you're Joao Romero, but that's just like one in 100. Maybe we can do that, or one in 200, or maybe more. So, um, yeah, man. At a certain moment, it's just over, and that's nothing to be ashamed about, you know. But it, it happens, you know, the the younger guys coming up, the younger guys learning new techniques, learning bad, learning to get better, yeah. you know, and they, they, they will beat the older guys, you know, and the established guys. And for, yeah. for many people who love the sport, that sucks, you know, for, listen, man, for me, I, I'm like, if it's over, it's over, you know, I love the sport. I also love the new guys. I love the old guys. I, I don't really, it doesn't really matter to me as long as they get in, in a good way. You know what I mean? But um, for some people, they stay, they stay in that, in me, ten years ago was this, and ten years ago was that. You gotta, yeah. you gotta look forward, man. You gotta look forward. I think that's great. Everything you just said, I agree completely with. You know, it's just here's the thing about this fight, though. Like, what's what? How does Muniz win? Let's just try to figure it out because he's probably not going to submit Jocker. I mean, if he does yeah. that, you probably just give that him a crazy. Title. You give him a title shot if he does that. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think he'll do that, right? So. <clears throat> How does he win? Does he knock Jacare out? Does he just does he just out grapple him kind of like with the Royal fight, kind of like that? He's just a little bit younger, a little bit fresher. Or does Jacare knock this guy out? Because Jacare does have power, man. And this guy has been knocked out. I have seen him get KO'd. I watched that last fight get finished and quickly too. So it's possible Jacare can land that right hand and, and land a missile on this guy. I don't know. I mean, what are you thinking here? How do you think he wins? Because I'm leaning, I'm leaning with you towards Muniz. I'm just trying to figure out what the path of victory is. You think he I just grinds him out? Yeah, I would go with a decision if he yeah. wins. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I definitely don't see him submitting Jacare. I would, That'd would be, be crazy, crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, but hey, yeah. we see, we saw crazier things, man. We saw Anthony Hernandez uh, submitting Rodolfo Vieira. So I mean, <laughs> I'm just checking Jacare. He's never been submitted. He's never once been submitted. Mm -hmm. So this would, that would be a first. I don't think it happens. But again, you know, he's 41, guys, and a guy who's taken so much damage. He's been KO'd. Um, I love Jock Ray. I don't want to pick against him. I hope he doesn't get cut after this loss if he loses, but he probably does, which sucks. But again, this is what the UFC is doing now. They're building these new guys off of veterans. That's what they're doing, guys. You got to like get quit with the times now, right? And it sucks because again, Jock Ray is a legend in many ways. One of the greatest fighters, I think, that never fight for a belt in the UFC, like easily one of the best. Um, it just sucks because during his prime, he should have been fighting for the belt, but for whatever reason, he just kept winning his fights and they never gave him a Title shot. He lost to Romero in a fight that he, probably he should have won. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I feel like this guy's kind of been screwed a little bit throughout his career. But yeah, I mean, he's lost three straight, Marcel, and again against great competition, like some of the best in the world. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, I have a hard time kind of backing him right now because of the age. Forty-one years old. He's one of the oldest guys in the UFC right now. And again, Sergio Pano, Marcel, he actually is a veteran too. He's been fighting for twelve years, but much yeah. fresher, much less damage. So that's kind of why I lean towards him. But he's it's not like he's new to the sport. And it's funny because if he does beat Jocker, you're going to see all these dummies go on Twitter and be like, oh, this guy's a young prospect. You just won against a veteran. He's not a young prospect. He's a, he's a, he's a veteran himself and a contender himself. You know, just because he's new to the UFC doesn't mean he's new to the sport. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. It should be a great fight. Let me get these comments. 
Jacare, another duel get cut soon. Sucks because I think if he loses, he probably does. If he loses, it'll be the last fight. It might be. I don't know if he'd retire or if he, you know, maybe go to Bellator. Scott Coker, obviously, is there. Before I knew MMA was, was told it's a young man's game with knees for the win. Jock, uh, Hermanson wasn't scared to grapple with Jacare. We'll see because I feel like Jacare could take Muniz down because Muniz wants to play in the ground with him. And if that's the case, maybe you can get on top and just hold him there. But again, you know, being that much older, it's just a spot where I always bet against the older guy every single time. In this spot, I can't, I can't make the argument for Jacare, even though I'd love to see him win. It's just it's hard to see him winning the fight unless he does get the knockout. I think that's that is his path. I think it is to knock this guy out, and I think he could do it, but. I don't know if the 41-year-old version of him could do it. All right, time to get to the main card, man. Main card's awesome. I know Jose was asking about this fight earlier. Shane Burgos, Edson Barboza. Uh, this could easily be fight of the night. I would say it's probably leading contender. You'd say so too, fight of the night? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I mean, there's a card with a lot of them, but this one is such a good fight. And right now we got Shane Burgos. He is the favorite in this fight, minus 135, plus 115 for Edson Barboza. Give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, so I was supposed to interview Shane Burgos last week, but didn't work out. So we planned for this week alongside with his younger brother. But uh, I don't know if we are going to do it because I don't like to, f- to interview fighters during fight week. But he said it didn't matter to him. So let's see what happens. Um, yeah, Shane Burgos, Edson Barbosa. It's like a banger when it when it got announced already. I mean, everybody loves this fight. Um, Edson Barbosa, he won his last fight. He against Makwan Amirkani, uh, like I pretty much expected. And, and that Danige loss, man, that split decision loss. I think he won that fight. Yeah, to be I really agree. Honest. I thought he won his so, last three fights. I honestly thought he beat Felder and I thought he beat Ige too. Yeah, so I, yeah. I actually agree with you there as well. Yeah, he won a Felder fight as yeah, well. Yeah, he should be on a three-fight. And here's the thing. Uh, we'll, we'll get the breakdown in a second. But I feel like if he did get those decisions, he might be favored in this fight. you got to keep that in mind, guys. Like, had he won those fights, he might be the favorite here. But he didn't, so Burgos is the favorite. But obviously, there's other reasons for that too. We'll talk about them. Go ahead, Marcel. Sorry, continue. Yeah, uh, I mean, Edson Barbosa, he's been, he's a great fighter, you know, he got the knockout power, he got the flashy style, um, everybody loves to see him fight, and uh, he, he's really good stand-up, you know. Um, the ground game of, of Barbosa ain't bad, but it's not his, his favorite thing to do, you know, he really likes to stand up. If you look at Shane Burgos, uh, Shane Burgos actually by many people know as a striker, but he got a, like a, a huge uh, background in, in in grappling you know he got uh he, he told me like and i think he tells everybody in this uh, second ever fight he pulled guard because he always pulled guard because he's he lost the ground game um he lost to josh Abbott his last fight it was actually it was a close fight the first two rounds were close and the third round actually was close but he got knocked down twice you know mm-hmm. so uh you gotta give that round definitely to Abbott. i gave that a 10-8 the first two rounds you could give to Burgos, could also give one to Ahmed for that. So it was a close fight. Ahmed just uh, solidified the deal in the third round. Uh, before that three-fight winning streak against uh, Makon Amerikani, they, bo- they both fought Makon Amerikani, Shane finished him. Uh, Cup Swans, a split decision, which should have been unanimous. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was crazy. Yeah, it was in Ottawa too. I remember that one, yeah. <laughs> the Canadian judges sucked on that one, Marcel. I'll give you that. <laughs> it, it, it gave Cup 30-27, that guy, right? Let's see who it was. Who was it? Do you know, do you know the, the judge? Dave, yeah, David Therrien or something. Okay, so Canadian guy. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we disown him, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so before that, he fought Kurt Hollabaugh, and he got knocked down in the yeah, first he round. And he, he, and he uh, took that armbar uh, win. And, um, yeah, we all know the Calvin Cater fight. He lost 
against two very solid guys in the UFC, against Calvin Cater, Josh Emmett, and he got some good wins against Swanson, Americani, and the Charles Rosa fight was also very good. Uh, good win. The, the knockout was nice, the TKO. Yep. Uh, it was a competitive fight, by the way. Um, man, I honestly, I expect to, to see a lot of striking in this fight, but I also expect uh, the fight to hit the ground at a certain, certain point. Um, Super close fight. Got oh, yeah. feeling. Uh, got feeling. Shane Burgos unanimous decision. 50-55. Yeah, fight of the night. Yeah, it's a close one. Uh, I think he'd probably be fighting the night too. Let me get these comments. Uh, Blackjewitz was uh, soundly out. in every round and stuffed every. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I agree with you. John should have won that fight. I'm just saying, like, it was a split. And he he did make it competitive, I guess. Um, yo, what's going on? Gabriel Killian Entertainment Smack God. What's so, going on, boys? What's good, Big Marcel? Burgos will win. Yeah, his boy Edmund Shabazian, that's Gabe's like really good friend. He's uh fighting next weekend. He was we were actually supposed to break down that fight, I think, right now. That was the next fight to break down, but uh yeah. that fight's been pushed back. Hopefully, Gabe could join us next week. We can talk about that fight. Let's talk about Burgos and Burgosa, though. I mean, this fight to me is 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 very tricky to call. Uh, I think both guys are amazing. I love both guys. Barbosa's been one of my favorites like for the last 10 years. I was at his UFC debut, Marcel. That was the first UFC car I ever went to. He fought this guy named Mike Lulo and just I've never seen someone kick someone's leg. It was the first card I ever saw, first UFC I ever saw. He just beat the crap out of this guy's legs and kept dropping with leg kicks. It was unbelievable. I've loved him ever since then. Obviously, the Adam fight and all the knockouts over the years. He's just an unbelievable fighter. I love watching the guy fight. But I feel like the same way about Shane Burgos, man. I feel like, you know, he is great too. Uh, and such high pressure, high volume, pushing the pace, moving forward constantly. And I feel like that could give Barbosa problems in this fight because I feel like the fights where he does have a lot of success, like against Dan Hooker, where he just completely wiped Dan Hooker. I mean, you, like that was an impressive performance. Everyone talks about Dan Hooker's a top ten guy. Barbosa beat the crap out of him. It was it was an unbelievable performance. I just don't think Shane's going to stand there and get picked apart like Hooker did. You look at Gaethje. Gaethje walked forward. You look at Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson walked forward. That's how they beat this guy. By walking forward and i feel like shane burgos there's no one that walks forward more than him he's always <laughs> pushing the pace moving forward throwing bombs his striking defense sucks though marcel and i wouldn't be shocked at all if barboza knocked him out either it wouldn't shock me he's been he's knocked out in ufc and he's i really he, like that go ahead sorry he's rolling with the punches all the time he's not really keeping his guard high you know yeah I mean? yeah no he doesn't he 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 has a good chin and but yeah. you know he got cracked twice in the last fight. I know Emmett obviously hits hard. So does Cater, who also finished him. But that is concerning, guys, against Barboza. And not only that, but Barboza's got those leg kicks, too. So to me, this is a super, super close fight. But the reason I lean towards Burgos is because, you know, he is the younger guy um, by five years. And, you know, to me, again, that pressure, that forward pressure should help him in this fight. So that'd be my lean in this one, Marcel. I think it does take place in the feet for the most part. I think it's going to be a war. I would lean towards Burgos. Man, I guess he would probably finish Barboza. I mean, that's kind of how Edson loses. He does lose decisions, obviously, but against striking-based fighters, yeah, I mean, he's been knocked out a couple times. It's possible. Hard to say. It's really tough to say. I got to think about the uh, the method more, but uh, right now, my slightly lean towards Shane Burgos, and this fight obviously is close, though, guys. You see the odds. This card is tough. It's not an easy card, you know? And if someone who pricks, picks the fights pretty good, I mean, I'm telling you right now, this is not one where I feel amazingly confident a bunch of, about, about a bunch of fights, although we do have a few more days to uh, look at the fights more. We'll get some comments. Kobe took him off. Yeah, I know that sucks. Uh, Jack the Hermanson, yeah. Haven't got faith in Shane like 
him for what he did to Michael and don't. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, he gets hit a lot, man. He really does, guys. Uh, he, he has his hands down, and he loves getting hit. Like, it's almost like he enjoys getting punched. Like, it wakes him up almost. But, you know, he's got to watch out against Barboza, man. Barboza's got power. He's got the kicks. he got the flying knee. You know, it wasn't that long ago. Edson knocked out, uh, what's his name? Darius. You know what I mean? And everyone's talking about Darius is, like, the next big thing at 155. So Darius that one- was winning that fight. He was, and he, he bailed himself out with the flying knee. So, yeah. yeah, that's the that's the problem here. I wouldn't be, again, and not only that, but like you said, that guy uh, Kurt Hallbaugh also dropped him, and then he finished with the armbar, which was nice to see. But it, his chin worries me, man. I mean, he's got a good chin, but I just feel like he's not he's reckless with it. If that makes sense, like he can take the punches, but only to a certain extent. And after that last fight, I mean, I just I hope that he's still durable. It was a year ago, basically, so he's taking time off. We'll see. Should be a great fight, though. Like I said, that's my pick for fight, and I think that fight's going to be amazing. Now, this fight, <laughs> I got to be honest, guys. This fight should not be on the main card. Uh, Kaylin Chikagian against Vivian Arujo. Marcel, how much are you looking forward to hearing hut, 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 hut after, like, every strike she throws, even when she misses? Are you looking forward to it, man? And, and the uh, odds for this, I should say, minus 140, Chikagian, plus 120, Arujo. Go ahead. I mean, you got on the prelims, you got Valentina and Antonina's corner, hey, every time, you know, and you got on the main cut, you got hot, 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 hot. So, um, oh man, uh, yeah, I'm really not really looking forward to where the sound probably will mute. But um, yeah, Shukagian, what can we say about her, right? She's always in competitive fights. Uh, she, she's all, she loves to stand, she, she loves to stand up only against, um, who was that? Against, um, Antonina Shevchenko, she <laughs> she pretty much smashed her on the ground. So, um, ah, man, I mean, almost all of Shukagian's fights, when she's winning, are close, are unanimous or split decisions, which are really close, you know. And uh, with Arujo, I really like Viviani Arujo. I think she's, she she can be nasty on the feet. But I was really uh, not not uh, impressed with her Jessica I lost, man. That was really like Jessica. I missed weight for that fight. We gotta keep that in mind. She came in way overweight, like five pounds, I think. Let me double check what it was. I I know that she missed weight for that fight. I was at that card. That was on the um the Colby Covington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was a prelim, and I remember. Yeah, she came in at. Let me double check here. I gotta see what the weight was. Jessica I one one thirty one, so five pounds. Yeah. Yeah, to me, that's a big that, difference. Like that's a lot. I actually remember that. That was what Coldwood was like. Uh, why you should you should move up to uh, Jessica? And Jessica, I was uh, was annoyed. She said that. So um, yeah, you're actually right, man. The, the thing is, I, I don't know, man. I mean, the the ground game from both girls are really like not really. Um, I'm not really familiar with with the ground game of both girls, to be really honest. You know, I know uh, Caitlin lost to Shevchenko, but uh, Valentina, but um, with ground and pound. But you really can't take that uh, fight in in account, in my opinion, because everybody losing to uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Um, safe pick, Shukagian. Going uh, gonna do a little gamble here. I'm going with Arujo. We're doing this fight next. Schnell and Ruggiero is the next fight. Arujo is a better fire. I don't think she has a gas blast. Chikagian will definitely win the third. It comes down to whether you think Arujo can win the first two. I've caught I caught Vivi off guard mixing grappling. I have a feeling she'll be more prepared here. This one's tough, guys. I mean, again, I've said that a few times today. I hate saying it because I want to give a confident pick, but I mean, it's obviously not an easy fight to pick. That's why the odds are like this. But I got to be honest, Marcel. You know what? After watching the fights again, after watching, watching both girls again uh, this morning, I think Arujo can win this fight, guys. I, I, I do 
favor her a little bit as an underdog here. I know she's shorter. That's the one thing, obviously, that's a, a, a could cause her trouble. She's five inches shorter. So she's got to be punching upwards, which I don't love. But, man, her kicks are nasty. She's just a better striker. She moves really well on the feet. Chukagian's a pretty good fighter, too, but I feel like she is beatable. We saw Jessica Andrade knock her out. I think this girl could potentially stop her, too, maybe to the body, even. Or just outstrike her like Jessica I did, too. I mean, they both have a loss to Jessica I, actually, which is interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, Chukagian's that, like that, that gatekeeper type who always wins her fights. She's like Leo Magni almost. It's hard to pick against her, but I feel like Erujo's really good, man. Her striking, to me, is actually better. I think she's the better striker. And she does have some grappling too, which is nice to see. So she's a small girl, which I don't love for this division. I, I think maybe at 115, she'd probably be even more competitive. But you know what, man? I'm going to go with a dog here and take Arujo. I think she'd win decision or maybe even stop Chikagian if possible. I just think her strike is better. I think that's what it comes down to. Let's take some uh, comments. Chikagian's a Brenzel black belt, brown belt. Yeah, I know. She's good in the ground, I'm sure. If she, we saw against Antonina. She she does have takedowns. 125K needs to take a dive here. You know, I, We'll see what happens in this one, Marcel. But I, again, some underdogs will win on this card. And this is one that I, I was looking at this morning. And I'm like, you know what? This girl can win this fight. So I'll take her as a dog. Um, let's go to the last three fights here. Rogerio Bontorin versus Matt Schnell. And again, this is at 135. It's on short notice. Matt Schnell's filling in for... Who got injured, Marcel? Uh, Alex Perez. Perez was supposed to fight uh, Bontorin. Who, who just Perez fight? was supposed to fight Schnell. The, oh, Perez was... Sorry. So Bontorin took it on short notice. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Sorry, guys. Wrong, wrong way. So... Yeah, I mean, that to me is concerning because he just got knocked out by Kaikara France. He was dominating the fight for five min four minutes and 50 seconds and then got KO'd at the end of the round. But I mean, he, that was that fight was two months ago, so pretty quick turnaround. Matt Schnell here is a pretty tough fighter. He's, he's won um, four of his last five, five, five of his last six fights, actually. Um, what do you think for this one, Marcel? Right now, the odds uh, for this fight, Matt Schnell minus 155, Bontarine plus 135. What do you think and what, do, what does everyone else think? So I'm going to say, how really good is Rosario Bontorin? If you look at the Dana Wakitana series fight, that was a crazy fight, if I remember correctly, in 2018. He got a contract there. His first fight he won against Bibulatov. was a home-cooking decision, in my opinion. I think Bibulatov won that fight. Mm -hmm. Then he defeated Paiva with a cut in the first round, early in the first round. And after that, he lost to Borg and K. Cara France. And Cara France, he dominated in the first part of the fight. But I'm also not really high on Kaikara France. So if you look at Matt Schnell, uh, Schnell won his last five fights split decision against Tyson Nam. was a good fight, I think. Uh, before that, lost to Pantoja, which I pretty much expected. But the thing is, Schnell wins the fights he should win. You know what I mean? He wins the fight against Espinosa. He wins the fight against Luis Smolka. Those are fights I expect him to win, just like Tyson Nam. And I expect him to win against Rosario Bontorin as well, man. I think uh, Schnell will uh, have the better cardio, probably. And like you said, man, Bontorin got knocked out recently, man. It's a very quick comeback from that. And uh, I also expect uh, Schnell to just be, be be the stronger fighter, I think. But uh, he's also, I think he's, he's, he's a lot bigger than Bontorin. And uh, at 135, yeah, I'm taking Schnell here, man. I think Schnell, um, um, decision, but a, a decisive decision. Yeah, I don't like how he's coming back so soon after that knockout loss. I do like that it's at 135. He doesn't have to kill himself to get to 125 Bontarine, but that's uh, that's not ideal. Um, was the fight with Perez at 125 or 135? Sorry? The fight with Perez, the original fight, was it at 125? That was 125, yeah. Okay, so basically Bontarine can't make 125 in short notice. No. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I expect him to gas out again, though. I, I think that's what's going to happen here. He'll probably have a hot start and then gas out again. I think Matt Schnell, you know, could lose this fight for sure. 
because he doesn't have a good chin. His chin's not very good. And if this guy gets in the ground, he can ground and pound him and finish him like that Hector Sandoval guy did. Um, or catch him on the feet. But overall, I think Mashkov probably is the better fighter, honestly. Uh, to me, you know, he's the guy that's more well-rounded. I think he's got the better striking. And I, I think his submissions are good, too. His ground game's not too bad. So I, I would favor Schnell here. Like you said, he's a bit bigger, too, Marcel. Three inches taller, three inches in reach. So I, I'd favor Matt Schnell. But Bontarian, for sure. I mean, if, if he gets this fight to the ground, he can win this fight. And Schnell's takedown defense is 53%. It's not very good. Um, so it's possible this guy can get him down and, and just kind of grapple him and, or maybe submit him like he almost did to France. But uh, I, I'm still lean towards Schnell just because I do think he is a little bit more solid of a fighter all around. Look at these co uh, comments. Schnell restored my confidence last one over Nam. Yeah, I'm with you in that one too. Nam's not great, but he's not horrible. I mean, he's, he's won some fights against like Zaruka and uh, and stuff. Think about Kaylin, she always wins. She's a, she's a fave. I just checked and she's lost a few times as a favorite. She lost against Jess Guy at minus 250 and Carmouche at minus 185. So she has lost a few times as a favorite, but overall, I mean, she's obviously very good. And she won her last fight as an underdog too. You're um, telling me she wasn't a favorite against Shevchenko? Uh, <laughs> Valentina? <laughs> no, I think Valentina, no, I know. Actually, I was thinking you were saying Antonina because she was the underdog in that fight too. Yeah. So yeah, um, she's kind of a tricky fighter to read sometimes. Like I said, though, guys, I think Vivi's probably the better striker. So that's why I would go with her. But again, it's super close and Chikagin's bigger. So it wouldn't surprise me she won. Um, all right, time for the co-main event. Tony Ferguson, Benil Darius. Benil Darius minus 170, Tony Ferguson plus 150. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this one, man. What, what's your thoughts on the co-main event here? Yeah, man, I think um, the thing is with Benil Darius, man, I think he's he's done amazing, man, lately. You know what I mean? The striking is coming together as well. He was first uh, really uh, a pretty uh, a good a ground fighter more, you know, and the striking was like, Okay, but not great. But the start, striking looks great lately. I think um, his last loss is from 2018 against Alexander Hernandez, was a fluke in my opinion. Um, he's a great fighter overall, you know. And now he gets the chance to uh, to crack that top five against Tony Ferguson. Uh, I think Ferguson's still top five. I don't know for sure. Um, Ferguson lost his last two fights. But the way he lost those fights are concerning, man. I mean, the Justin Gaethje fight, I know in the first round he did well, but he got cracked over and over again in, in, in that fight against Gaethje. And uh, at a certain moment, Herb Dean was like, it's enough, you know. And uh, against Charles Oliveira, it's like a 30-25 or a 30-24. It was so dominant, yeah. Oliveira, in that fight. And the thing is, the before that, the Pettis fight and the Cerrone fight, uh, the Cerrone fight was competitive and the Pettis fight, Pettis did well in that fight. So uh, it's it's concerning to me, man, Ferguson, to be really honest. And Darius, I, I see Darius doing so well right now. I think um, uh, Darius should be uh, sh should be able to, to win over three rounds. So I'm taking Darius by a decision in this one. Comments here. Daniel says, Benil decision. Oliver is a former 145 handle. Tony and fight of the night. Yeah, this could be fight of the night too, for sure. I mean, Will said Schnell and Burgos, but this, or sorry, uh, Burgos and Barboza, but this is right there. Yeah, I mean, this is a great fight. I love the matchup. It's just tough, man, because Ferguson, you know, for, for many years, Marcel, I honestly thought he was the guy that could beat Habib. I thought he was the one guy that could beat him because he does have the ground game and the bottom game, right? He's amazing off his bottom, but Man, seeing him get manhandled like that against Oliver was very concerning to me. Like, the fight wasn't even somewhat competitive. He lost 30-24. He lost three 10-8 rounds. And the fight before that, it was somewhat competitive with Gaethje on the feet until the last couple of rounds. He just started getting pieced up. 
I don't know, man. He's been in a lot of wars, Tony, over the years, guys. Like he's taken quite a bit of damage. And for many years, he was kind of able to, to get by that. But, you know, he hasn't been as active in the in the last couple of years. And I feel like, you know, last year especially, he did fight twice. Didn't look very good in both those fights, man. Looked looked just looked like a guy who's kind of a shot fighter. And I hate saying it because I love the guy. And he fought, he fought two elite guys. We have to remember that. He fought Charles Oliveira and Dustin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje. So you got to remember that. We'll have to keep that in mind. But at the same time, Marcel, he didn't show anything in those fights either. It's kind of like Woodley a few weeks ago where Woodley, yeah, he's losing to Covington and Usman, but he didn't do anything in the fights either. Like he got destroyed. And that's kind of what's happening to Tony right now. But Neil, on the other hand, has looked phenomenal. Like you said, Marcel, six straight wins. Um, that win over Diego was really nice. The whole three win just dominated him. Uh, you know, he's had an up-and-down UFC career, but mostly up lately, and his stock's definitely never been higher, so the UFC's giving him this chance here. I think it's a fight he can win, too, just because I feel like these guys are kind of on opposite paths right now, and Darius is going up, and Tony's going down. But there is risk here with Darius. He's been knocked out a bunch of times in the UFC. He doesn't have a great chin. He does leave himself kind of wide open. Tony's not like a uh, one-punch knockout power kind of guy by any means, but he does have the reach advantage in this fight. He has been working with Freddie Roach on his boxing. He has been training with GSP as well. Maybe he'll come in here with some new tricks up his sleeve. We'll see. But I, I, I can't say that's going to happen until I see it. So right now, I got to go with Darius. Um, but man, it'd be great to see Tony get back in the win column for Marcel because I would hate to see this guy lose three straight fights. It's, it would suck. He's such a great fighter. It's just sometimes, guys, again, you know, he's 37, Marcel. He's the oldest guy in this division, I think. I don't think there's anyone older. Actually, wait, Clay Guida would probably be older and maybe Jim Miller. That's it. Jim that, Miller. That, yeah, that's it. So he's getting up there in age, guys, and, and we know what's happening to those guys. They're losing their fights, too. Got these comments. Can Benio beat Justin Charles? I don't know, but again, it's not MMA math, right? You know, it's every match is different. It's, it's, it is hard to say, and that's a great question. I agree with you, though, Manny. Uh, Darius never faced someone like Tony. He faced a medium-level quality opponents. I agree with that comment, too. This is a huge step up. Marcel, there's no doubt about it. Artsy, what's going on, man? Tony's TDD looks bad now. Yep, I agree. If he loses the same way as Darius, then I'll be on Chandler as the all our barrel went over Ferguson doesn't look as good. Yeah, that's that's a great point, too. I'm with you on that, too. That's that's both points that uh, Art made there are very good. Uh, Daniel, yeah, Adam, I got would be vibes from Oliver Ferguson if I look so flat. Just doesn't look like the same guy. Read my first comment. Darius been fighting journeyman uh, all, uh, since the time. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Um, you know, his his win streak's not great, but I wouldn't, you know, Darius, like to me, Ferrer, that's a good win. Um, it was a close fight, but he, he won the fight. So I think that's a solid win. But for the most part, Marcel, these guys aren't wrong. Like he doesn't have the, the quality of wins that Ferguson has. And he doesn't have the resume Tony has either. It's just that, you know, at some point, everyone slows down in their career. And I feel like Tony's at that point now, which sucks. Yeah. He's so great. But Marcel, I just haven't liked what I've seen from him lately, man. It just, Same. again, looks like Woodley or looks like Cerrone, like just like this guy said. I'm with you guys. All right. Time for the main event. Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. And great fight for the vacant lightweight title. Minus 135, Charles Oliveira. Michael Chandler, plus 115. Marcel, give me your thoughts on this fight. Who's your pick to win the vacant UFC lightweight championship? So I was really sure about my pick, like maybe one a month ago, but I'm completely thrown around. So, um... The thing is, with Oliveira, I know he looks great in his fights, but you also have to check, stupid fly here, you also have to check uh, who he he won against. You know, his last fight was good against Ferguson. You know, he he completely dominated him. The Kevin Lee fight was was good, but before that, you know, Jared Gordon really liked the guy, but not really high-end. Nick Lance, same, was like third time. 
fly, man. Sorry, guys. Um, really annoying. Uh, the Jamila one, he got back. But, but it's, I mean, we also have to look at his losses, man. And almost all of his losses, he quit in those losses. You know what I mean? Yep. When, he, when he had adversity in a fight, he kind of quit. You know, and I think he will feel adversity in a fight with Michael Chandler. I think Michael Chandler can push the pace, can can uh, put him in, in places where he doesn't want to be. You know what I mean? And Michael Chandler has the quality to get the win here, to knock him out. Michael Chandler can do that. He also has wrestling here. So the thing is, many people looking at Michael Chandler like, oh, it's the guy from Bellator who won against Dan Hooker and got a title shot out of one win. And does he deserve a title shot? Over that win, I don't think he does, but styles make fights, you know, and I think this uh, style of matchup for Chandler is favorable, to be honest, man. I think if Chandler can touch him, I think Oliveira, again, kind of quits, you know, and I really like Oliveira, but I think Chandler gets it done. I think Chandler knocks him out in the second round and become the new champion. There you go. Marcel, the underdog pick, Michael Chandler to win the UFC lightweight title via second round knockout over Charles Oliveira. Yeah, this is this fight is tricky, obviously. I mean, they're both amazing fighters. I've been watching Michael Chandler fight his whole career. Um, I saw him fight Gono in, in uh, just north of Toronto at a casino. That was like 10 years ago. So I've been watching this guy forever. I love him. Watched all his fights, every single fight he's ever had. Um, he's a great fighter. Uh, Oliveira watched every single fight he's ever had. Great fighter too. You know, it's crazy with Charles because... I used to fade him every fight. I'd pick against him every fight. And he quit in all those fights, like the Cub Swanson fight in Toronto. I remember that one. I, I had Cub at plus 200 underdog that night. That was nine years ago. But I remember that one. You know, he, he basically got folded up. And then there was that fight with Max Holloway in Saskatchewan where he folded up. So he is a guy that's had quit in him. Uh, I agree completely. The Paul Felder fight, too. That's another one where he just kind of turtled up and gave up. I'm with you completely, you know. At the same time, though, man, I've seen a turnaround in this guy's just – behavior in the cage over the last few years it seems like he's really reached his potential now and i feel like he is in his fighting prime and i feel like he's one of the best guys in the division right now and i feel like he's so well-rounded um and i had so many question marks through his win streak because he's beating guys like you said you know clay greed or jim miller you know jerry gordon nick lentz like they're good fighters but they're not you know any special then he goes and beats kevin lee i was like okay that's a damn good win then he just destroys tony ferguson and i'm like damn this guy is for, for real and again I, I know I'm saying Ferguson's on the decline, but still, like it's not like he just beat him 30-27. He beat him 30-24, Marcel. Not only that, he also has the most submission wins in UFC history, too. We have to remember that. The guy is the best on the ground that there is. If he gets this fight to the ground, he'll probably submit Chandler. Can he get to the ground? I don't know. That's the question. Chandler's got great takedown defense, great wrestling. He's got the wrestling pedigree. Chandler trains at a great camp at Sanford MMA. You guys know I love that camp. I bet on those fighters every week. You know, it's tough to pick against them. But at the same time, you know, Charles is a little bit younger. Chandler's 35. People forget that. He's a little bit of an older guy. He's been around this for a long time. He's also been finished a couple times, guys, too, you know, with strikes. And even I think most people would say if anyone's going to win the fight by knockout, it's going to be Chandler knocking out Oliveira. And that could easily happen because Oliveira doesn't have a great chain and he's been KO'd, obviously. But Marcel, as crazy as it sounds, I think he can actually finish Michael Chandler with punches. That's kind of what I'm thinking happens here. I'm leaning towards Oliveira winning by knockout, which is, I know, crazy, right? No one's going to believe. What's the prop on that? Plus 455. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I think he can I'm do it. Yeah. I'm super surprised you're picking Oliveira, you know that? Yeah, me too, because I think they're both great. But that's my lead right now. I mean, it, it could change before Friday, guys. I doubt it, though. I feel like I'm going to stick with this one. 
but it's tough. I mean, listen, Chandler's amazing. I, I, I don't want to pick against them. But you got to pick someone. You can't pick both guys. You got to pick someone. Mm-hmm. And Charles, to me, again, has you know made those improvements. I just like I like his his length and reach in this fight too. He does have a longer reach, and he uses it well. He's used it well recently in his fights. So it's crazy, right? Because I'm going to go and, and and pick the guy who's the the grappler to knock out the uh, the guy who's known for his knockout power. I know that's crazy, guys, but that's what I'm thinking happens. I really do. Because I look at that fight with like Patricio Pitbull where he got finished, or the fight with Will Brooks. Well, Will Brooks finished. Everyone forgets about that fight. He got finished by Will Brooks. I know it was a weird stoppage. His brain turned off, though. And if, you know, Oliver keeps playing those kind of punches, he could finish them, too. So it should be an amazing fight. I'm not going to be surprised if all Chandler wins. Don't get me wrong. It's a close fight. should be a great fight. But I, I lean towards the Bronx. I'm going to get the comments here. Chandler, Daniel says Chandler knockout. Oliver Lee's. Uh, leans into initiate jiu-jitsu when he strikes against Chandler at the right thing. He could choke him out though too, man. If he drops and gets him to the ground, he'll choke him out quick. Marcel's about styles. They become the time to fade Chandler down the line for sure. Grass becomes champ, they will lose the title in the next fight. Probably. There's a good chance that happens against Poirier, whoever. We watched the fight with Lee. He broke Lee, but you can see how strong a wrestler could beat him. Like Charles will go with the dog and Chandler. That's very possible. Oliver's in his prime. Chandler was in his prime Belter. I agree with this guy too. I agree with Sergio. I don't think he's in his prime anymore. I know he's looked great. Uh, looked great against Hooker. And he looked great against Benson and Sidney Elwha. But I think the best Chandler we saw was like probably five years ago. I do think he's, I wouldn't say he's on a decline history, but I don't think he's like in his fighting prime. Whereas I do think Dubronx is. Oliver 3.0 is who we all wanted Tony to be. High pressure, cleaner striking, more important grappling. Here's the thing about Charles, right? I never expected his striking to become this good, guys. It's just unbelievable. So to me, that's the difference. If I didn't see the striking, if he didn't have those performances where I saw striking Marcel, I couldn't pick him here. But because I've seen him look better on the feet, that's why I'm leading towards him a little bit in this fight. Get these comments. Marcus, hey Marcus, what's going on? What are your thoughts on Kevin Lee moving back to 170, calling Mike Perry and Robbie Lawler? Um, I think those are you know good fights. He feels like he could probably outgrapple those guys, or and they feel like they're probably washed up a little bit. So I think those fights are fine. Uh, what do you think, Marcel? Quickly, what do you think? Not really interested in either one of those two fights, to be really honest. Kevin Lee, yeah, I mean, he was 15th ranked, so I'm, I'm surprised, Marcus, he gave up his ranking, but he obviously feels like, you know, he doesn't have a path to the title right now, 155, and that's fair enough. Let's go to these. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you're a G and you go to welterweight, call out somebody who is a little bit more ranked and don't call somebody out like Mike Perry because you know you can easily probably get a win or Robbie Lala was also getting older, you know, because... If he was a G, you go to welterweight and he calls out comes out Chimaev. Yep, I agree. Let me you know get these comments here. Oliver could 100% knock out Chandler. It's possible. Daniel, I feel like it's a striking favor. He's getting backed up is losing. Yeah, that's that too. Uh, Pavlo says Kevin Lee knows he'll never be champ, basically calling guys with names so the fans could be with him. Yep, it's true. I would have liked to see Kevin fight Islam 155. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Islam either. Like, he's got to get a fight soon. On Kui Kui, salute. What's going on, man? Question from Marcel is Chandler top five lightweight. Yeah, I mean, he is. When you obviously when you say see this is funny yeah. I don't know strongly Stefan Struve I don't believe he's just powerfully claims to be see I I I I I feel like you you're a guy that used to listen to the old podcast where I used to talk about Struve and how much I I wanted to fade him every fight so maybe that's that's it's a guy who used to listen to the podcast unless he's joking around because you're a Dutch or something I don't I don't know but yeah Stefan Struve is not fighting anymore <laughs> thankfully thankfully he finally called it quits anyways um I mean if anyone's any last second question we'll take them but we, we're basically done Marcel plug your stuff man. Uh, Big Marcel 24 Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter, wherever you are, you can find it MMADNA.nl. You guys can follow me on Twitter at MMAdamartin podcast, MAOdsbreaker.com. It's on our YouTube, uh, it's iTunes, Spotify, pretty much everywhere you get podcasts, guys. Um, 
Also, obviously, you guys can message me on Twitter, or whatever. I love talking about fights. Same with Marcel. He's just always talking about fights. I'm um, also available at mailsworker.com, bjpen.com, miamainews.com, Fanatics Fantasy app, and Elite Fantasy. It's all those places. We've got the last comment here, Manny Oliver, a push kick. I love that from him too, man. Marcel, you French brother. No, he's not French. He's uh, Dutch. Dutch. This guy is probably from Quebec or something. Anyways, we'll be back on uh, – I'll be back Thursday at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, guys, with with uh, AJ Shulo. We'll be breaking down – I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. What's the next show? With Marcel, it'll be Monday and Tuesday, and then with AJ, 4 p.m. on Thursday. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon.